You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Mosier, your host today. Uh, hopefully, you're having a great, great day. we got a little over half an hour left and uh, really enjoying the show. Enjoying the day, too, from inside. I mean, it's sunny. It looks nice outside, Eli. But you step out and you realize you're in a North Dakota winter. But hey, we're very blessed. We're very blessed. And speaking of blessings, we have the North Dakota Catholic Conference who really is, well, I'll let Christopher Dodson explain a little more what they do, but they're basically the bishop's arm, the bishop's voice at the legislature. And so we do have Christopher Dodson, the executive director of the North Dakota Catholic Conference, joining us and getting us up to date on what's happening in the North Dakota legislature. Welcome, Christopher. Oh, good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate that. Chris, Ryan, I just kind of touched on it, but maybe some of our listeners are a little new to, to what you do, and, and you do such, such great work. Just a quick little uh, synopsis and summary of, of what you do and why you do it. Well, we represent the Catholic bishops of North Dakota on public policy matters. Um, the reason for that is because when it comes to public policy, you really need one voice in the state instead of several dioceses with different representatives. So the bishops work together uh, to um, look at what's happening in the state on public policy matters, to have a voice, um, to let people know how they can be involved, how they can um, contact their legislators and what bills are important and are concerned to their bishops. Uh, And we're at that time of the two-year cycle that is very busy. Mm -hmm. Things are happening here in Bismarck. Yeah, absolutely, you know, and I appreciate that. And and I have to say, I mean, I, I get your updates and your alerts all the time, and I really appreciate that because, and, and by the way, just, you know, in all in all honesty and all truth, I actually went through this morning as I was getting ready and uh, and contacted my legislators on all the alerts that, that you would put out. I mean, I, I think it's great that you do it, but because my wife said the other day, she says, well, do you actually do something about it? I said, yeah, we, we do, you know, and so it's important not just to get the information, but to act in the way that we can, right? So I appreciate you, uh, you know, putting those it, alerts out for us. It's very important to act. You know, as Catholics, we're called uh, that we have a moral obligation to participate in the political process. And some people think about that as just as voting. Well, voting is one thing you can do, but really you need to be involved in shaping the political process. And we're blessed to live in a democracy uh, where you have a voice and you can um, not just choose your representatives, but you can speak to them and let them know how you feel. And they definitely listen. They listen. um, And right now, um, you know, they tell us, you know, when we see them, they kept on hearing about this and not hearing about that. Uh, what do the voters really feel? Yeah. No, that, that, that makes such good sense, Christopher, like you said. And, and it's so important that we make our voice heard. That, that is so true. And, and thanks again for giving us a good And And if you've never done it, okay, I, I'm an almost 60-year-old guy, you know, so I mean, I, I, and I get the technology. You make it so simple, right? I mean... He says, "Here's the. It's a simple one-page summary, and here's what to do. You know, for or against, and just you even give a sample. Here's what you can say to your legislator. And then I look. I just push legislatures by district. I get my district. I punch their email. The email comes up on my iPad or my computer, and you can type it in. It's very, very simple to do. Please, please, make your voice heard." All right, Christopher. Let's talk about some bills. Where should we start with House Bill 1298? 
Fairness in yeah, Youth Sports. Yeah, let's go ahead and tell our listeners about that and how we should, you know, how you how the North Dakota Catholic Conference uh, sees. I know he testified on this. This, this is the high, this is the highest priority right now. This bill could be voted on this afternoon on the House floor. Um, if you have not acted on something and you think you do, do this right now. Well, let's 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 talk about our um, website first. Okay, sure. NDCatholic.org. And you look for the action alerts. Um, and there are four action alerts that we have going at the moment. Uh, but this is, um, so while I'm talking, you can look this up. 1298 is the Fairness in Youth Sports. This is very simple. It simply says that in North Dakota, youth sports, biological girls should play in girls sports. And only biological boys should play in boys sports. Um, this is, unfortunately, we have a uh, gender ideology which is not in line with um, a true understanding of the dignity of the human person and the body that God has given us. That has crept in, and people, some parents allow their children to go through these so-called transitioning surgeries. Putting aside the ideology, this bill is not about the ideology, but it's basically saying that that's not fair, especially in the context of girls' sports, and it's not safe. When you have a biological boy competing against a girl, it's not fair in girls' sports, and it's unsafe for both of them for various reasons, because that transgender surgery and uh, hormone replacement does things to the body. But in addition, it's not fair to the girls, for example, on that team or on the other side's team, um, especially in high-contact sports. Um, this bill is getting a lot of opposition. The other side is able to generate phone calls. That this bill they want to take care of today or tomorrow, and your calls are needed to simply say it's not fair and safe to allow this. This bill needs to be passed to ensure safety and fairness in youth sports. Yeah, it's so true. You know, just a little, I've actually, I coached college sports for many years and, and I was following this. So just put a little, couple concrete examples here quickly, then we'll go to the next bill. In the state of Connecticut, uh, over the last five or six years, that allow transgender boys to compete as girls, uh, many, many of the state track and field titles, girls track and field titles, have been won by transgender boys, boys claiming, you know, saying they want to compete as, as girls. And so you're absolutely right. It, it really hurts the opportunities for, for girls and women. It's so true. And one of my colleagues at, at, the, at the office yesterday was telling me that uh, this, I can't remember the woman's name, but she was a gold, Olympic gold medal winner several times. And, and this, this author said, looked up and he says, if she would have been, if the men would have been competing against her, she would have taken 51st place, not first place. So it, it is unfair. Right. Go ahead, Christopher. It's just, we did so much with Title IX Mm -hmm. on opening up girls' sports through the years and providing an opportunity for girls to advance in sports. And without a law like this, all that could be undermined. Yeah. And and, and some of our some of our listeners might be thinking, Christopher, how, why should we even have to do this? And, and th- that's a conversation for another day, right? What's important now right. is that we need to act on this, right? Right now. Yep. So, 
call your House representatives or email your House representatives today and ask them to support House Bill 1298. All right. Thanks, Christopher. We've got time for one more before the break, Christopher. How about House Bill 1415, assisted suicide? This would legalize assisted suicide in North Dakota. Look, um, we, your listeners know why assisted suicide embraces the culture of death. A suicide is always wrong. Assisting a suicide is always wrong. Um, but this would legalize assisted suicide, and it's abandoning our most vulnerable people at the state. So that's also on the House floor. Not, not, not sure when it's coming up for a vote, but it's heading to the floor. Um, House Bill 1415 is a definite no. Great. And, and do you, I believe you testified on both of these bills, the 1298 and the 1415, right? Correct. And you can see our testimony online um, on our website. We post it as soon as we can after we submit it. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a sense, or are you able, I know you're busy, but do you sometimes able to listen to other testimonies on, on, on bills, Christopher? Oh, we, we track about a few hundred bills. Mm. <laughs> That's... Yeah. So we, we may get an action alert only on a few, but we are busy um, on a lot of bills, especially all those things that deal with the Department of Human Services. Um, they're not exciting bills, but they deal with serving the poor. Somebody has to watch those. And that's the church's mission, to make sure that the dignity of the poor are always respected in our welfare systems, in our health care systems, long-term care. Yeah, that's so important, Christopher. And then you talk about that. I think that's one of the big things. I know for me, I'm just going to me personally, okay? I mean, you know, I'm busy. I have a job. I have a family, all these kind of things. I am not able myself right, to stay on top of all these different kind of bills. And that's, that's why I said it's so important, that the, the work that you're doing and then having giving people access to it. Because me, like I said this morning, in 10 minutes, I quickly read through. I contacted my legislators. I never would have been able to do that had it not been for what you guys do at the Catholic Conference. So, again, I want to encourage people to really... Um, you know, to, to really take it seriously, like you said, it's uh, the website again, Christopher, before we go to the break is? NDCatholic.org. NDCatholic.org. And as I mentioned earlier, very easy to navigate, very easy to contact your legislators. So I think it's important that we can, that, that we can uh, do that, and they've given us a great vehicle to do it. Uh, we're going to be back with Christopher Dodson again right after the break to talk about more bills and more about the North Dakota Catholic Conference. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? 
This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Tim Moser, your host today on Real Presence Live from the Fargo studio. Thanks again to Eli for producing. Sam Mark, the executive director, and Lori and Brad and everyone. It's just a fun, fun family here right down at the downtown Meadowlark building here in Fargo, North Dakota. We're talking with Christopher Dodson, executive director of the North Dakota Catholic Conference, about some very, very important bills. I'll just quickly recap. We've talked about House Bill 1298, Fairness in Youth Sports. That's a yes. Support that. And House Bill 1415, Assisted Suicide. Christopher, remind me which way... I mean, I know we don't want assisted suicide, but 1415, is that a no vote or a yes vote on that one that we want? We urge them for a no vote. Okay. So so that the bill good, would then the accept... Is, okay. got over, yeah, okay. The good news is it's got an overwhelming uh, do-not-pass recommendation from the committee, um, but there should be very, very few votes. We want as many yes votes as possible when that gets to the... I mean, sorry, <laughs> as many no votes as possible when it gets to the floor. Exactly. As many yes votes as possible on 1298, the fairness in sports, and as many no votes as possible on 1415, assisted suicide. Got it. Let's go on to House Bill 1410, Christopher, uh, protecting religious freedoms. This is a great bill. This is a priority for the conference. It does um, basically two things. It um, protects religious freedom during emergency orders, such as the state health officer or the governor, um, and protects religious freedom for people that are institutionalized by the state, that's in the jails, the prisons, and the um, state hospitals, or the long-term care, uh, the life skills transition center in Grafton, places like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is brought about for two reasons, uh, but mostly, be, well, two reasons because we wanted to cover both sets of situations. But I think the pandemic and uh, what we saw in other states with governors and agencies restricting religious freedom in a way that 
discriminated disproportionately against religious activities um, caused concern. And this was an opportunity, I think, for us to say, yes, you're right. Legislators said they wanted to do something. This is something I've been looking at for some time and getting better religious freedom protection language in our code, including for inmates. Um, and this bill addresses both of those situations. We've heard, for example, that there are some corrections facilities in the state that have not allowed any masses since March. Hmm. Um, and maybe they have a good reason, but we don't have anything in the law establishing the parameters that you have to protect religious freedom unless you know you have a legitimate, compelling government interest and you're doing it by the least restrictive means. And you can't treat secular activity better than religious activity. So this would put it in the state code for the first time. Okay. Sounds good. And so uh, we urge, obviously, our listeners to uh, to vote, um, to vote to encourage their legislators to vote yes on this yes. bill, House Bill 1410, Religious Freedom Protections. Correct. All and right. there is opposition brewing, mm-hmm. um, both from ACLU and from others that say it's not necessary. Um, and I, I don't know exactly. I don't understand all the reasons to post sometimes. But there is opposition brewing, and um, your calls are important on this bill. It is heading to the House floor with a due pass recommendation from the committee, but it was a split vote on the committee. And um, there could be people working at organizations like the HOU and American Atheists. Um, and and some people with have good intents, but they just they don't see the reason for the bill, and they're looking for a reason to oppose it for some reason, and we need to turn those people around and say it's needed because religion is a fundamental right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And quickly, before we go on to the next bill, Christopher, you just touched on something that I think might be important. You talked about the ACLU and other places. I think it's important for our listeners to know, and I think I'm right on this, that many times, especially on these hot-button bills, shall you say, or whatever, is that we have influences not from North Dakota citizens, but from all across the country, right? These, whether it's ACLU, trying to get their hands in and trying to tell North Dakotans what to do, right? Oh, yeah. And I think it's happening more this session because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, we have um, they've changed things. You're allowed to submit testimony online, mm. and you can appear by video. And so we're seeing people from all across the country and these advocacy groups appearing um, so I think it's happening a little more this session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of those groups are very good at getting emails that are really from out of state or forum emails and um, sent. And it can look like there's more of them than there actually are North Dakotans speaking <laughs> on the issue. Interesting. Okay, good. Yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. Wonderful. Okay, House Bill 1369, Education Empowerment. Yeah, this is one of several school choice bills that we have. Uh, This one creates something uh, similar to an education savings account, and it uh, is a modest proposal. It uh, provides funding both for public school students that need, um, especially those with special needs that need um, some costs covered for special tutoring or materials and so on, and for um, those that are in non-public schools as well. Um, 
this is receiving a lot of opposition from the public school lobby. Um, it's received a do not pass recommendation. Um, but we need as many yes votes as we can get on this bill, in part because this other school choice bill is coming. Hmm. And we need to break this idea that um, a public school is the only way to educate a child. Mm-hmm. Um, every child is created unique, and every child has special needs that the parent is best suited to identify. And parents should be empowered to make the choice and then to be able to exercise that choice. Uh, the catechism says that the state has an obligation to concretely assist and the parents exercising that choice, which means whether it's a home education or a non-public school, a Catholic school, it could be a secular non-public school. You know, what is best for that child? It could be going to a different public school. Um, They should have that choice and be empowered to do it. And right now we have a system that says, you can make that choice, but we're not going to help you. And that's certainly unfair, especially to families that have the economic needs or special needs child. Right, and if I understand the bill right, Christopher, it's um, uh, you know it's a modest amount, but I mean certainly would help, and it's, um, it's it certainly is going to be paid to uh, qualified providers, right? It's it's not just everyone; it has to be like a provider yeah. approved by the North Dakota Department of Public Instruction. Right, this okay. has got a lot of safeguards. It yep. addresses a lot of the um, issues the other side may bring up. It's um, constitutional, both under the state constitution and the U.S. constitution. Where you hear arguments that it's not, that's just not true. Um, it's a good bill. It should get yes votes. We mm-hmm. need them. And even if even if you think it's going to lose, still call in because the debate here and the yes votes are building up to other school choice bills which are coming to the floor. Right. Right. Sounds good. Okay, so a yes on House Bill 1369. Yeah, that should be later this week or next week. Okay, very good. Now, Christopher, anything else on those four bills or anything else in the House you want to talk about? No, but, yeah, but stay alert because we continue to do action alerts. Yeah. And, and, and there could be more coming out soon. Right, and I should say it's easy to sign up for action alerts. When you go to the North Dakota Catholic Conference webpage, one of the first things you'll see on the front is sign up for alerts. You put your name, you put your email address, or whatever it is you want to be contacted, and you get the alert. So it's simple to do. If even a guy like me can do it, Eli. So you know, people can do it. Christopher, let's spend a few minutes talking about, uh, I guess, good news for us—a bill that has been withdrawn, but caused a lot of uh, conversation and and all that kind of stuff a little earlier. Tell our listeners about that and what the status of that uh, bill is now. Well, that was Senate Bill Twenty One Eighty, introduced in the Senate which would have required priests to violate the seal of confession if information came out during that confession about child abuse. Um, First of all, the one thing I want all the listeners to understand is that not only are we dedicated to fighting child abuse, but clergy are now mandated reporters in North Dakota. If they see something in uh, a wedding reception, they report it. 
if they see something in the church services during Mass that doesn't look right, they have to report it. They see something at the religious set, um, uh, a class, they have to report it. In a school, they have to report it. There's one narrow exception in the law, and that is when the information is received at the capacity of a spiritual advisor, which for us as Catholics means only that seal of confession. This bill would have only done one thing and removed that narrow exception. Unprecedented in American law, no state has ever explicitly tried to do that. Um, and Catholics, uh, they reacted. Legislators told me they had never received so many emails and calls in favor or against the bill ever in, during their tenure at the legislature. Good, good. And, uh, basically, I think what happened is the pressure got too great. The bill was never even sent to a hearing and was withdrawn by its sponsor, which is a very rare move in North Dakota. But that means the bill is dead, um, cannot be reconsidered, um, and it's a victory. Uh, this, I want to say the sponsor had some time on the floor and talked about her only intent was to call attention to child abuse and that we need to do more, and we share that concern. But this was not the way to do it. Yeah, exactly. If I remember it, Christopher, an, an irony, a big irony for me, I think, was, it, but it would have still protected the attorney-client privilege, right, but not the seal of the confessional. Correct. Um, and another strange irony is that in the rules of evidence in court, the seal of confessional would still be protected. <laughs> oh, wow. Because the bill, the bill only dealt with the mandated reporting to the Department of Human Services mm -hmm. so that social services can investigate. The rules of evidence are handled separately, and it, it, so it would have created a strange situation right there in the law, a, a contradiction, a conflict in the law. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's good to know that, uh, like, the, like you said, that we had just such an overwhelming, unprecedented number of people speaking out against that. And, and that, that shows, right? It shows that... Our calls, our emails matter. And to have you said, like you said, have the sponsor withdraw the bill themselves is, is a great testament to the power of, of what we can do when we make our voice heard. Correct. And I appreciate all the people that have joined um, the conference's um, email list since then to, to get the action alerts. And um, let's keep it up because Catholics have a voice that belongs in the political process. Uh, we're obligated to do it as Catholics, and in a democracy, every voice matters, and we don't hold back our voice just because it might be motivated by a religious faith. Uh, we belong in that system like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So true, and I, I think, you know, me, I'm, I, I'm guilty of it too, and that's why I'm so glad you guys are there. I think, well, North Dakota, you know, we, we should be pretty much reasonable common sense on these things. And, and I think I mean, possibly, you know, 15, I mean, 25, 30, 40 years ago, possibly, but you've got to be really careful now because we're not just the common sense North Dakotans all the time that, that, that I thought we used to be. You know what I'm saying? We have to be very, very careful, be very aware, because some people are pushing for things that clearly go against the dignity of the human person, Catholic teaching, and quite honestly, the opinion of most North Dakotans in general, right? Uh, correct. Okay. And... Increasingly in the area of religious freedom. Okay. 
Good to know. Chris, we got about three minutes left here. Maybe just a little, unless you want to do something else, but I would, I would appreciate maybe quickly talking about crossover, kind of when it's coming, and explain that just a little bit to our listeners. Okay. Um, crossover is, well, I think it's about two, a little over two weeks. And what that means is every bill that's heard um, and introduced has to be heard and voted on by the chamber in which it was introduced uh, before that date. Mm-hmm. And then any bill that passes crosses over to the other side and it starts all over again. So we move very quickly in the North Dakota legislative process. And again, with rare exceptions, like I mentioned, where a bill is withdrawn, which is very rare, every bill gets a hearing, every bill gets a floor vote, no matter how bad a bill it is. Um, and so we're they're moving a lot of bills right now. We've got to the part where most bills have been heard, but and now the committees are doing their committee work. They're deciding whether to amend the bill, to give it a do-pass recommendation, to give it a do-not-pass recommendation. And we, because we don't know what those bills will look like when they come out of the committee, we don't send action alerts all the time. We wait until we know what they look like. And so in the next couple weeks, uh, you could be getting action alerts on some issues you may not have even heard about yet mm-hmm. because we're watching to see what happens to those bills in these final days. Uh before they start going to the floor, before crossover. Wonderful. Yeah, then like you said, they're, then they're considered um, by, by the opposite house. It starts all over. The Senate bills go to the House. House bills go to the Senate. that have passed, right? And then they start all over. They, they go to committee, right? And then the committees have hearings, and they give the recommendation, right? Then it goes to the floor. Do I have that right? That's right. Okay. okay. In the meantime, we're watching the appropriation bills, which cover numerous things, and you we don't do action alerts on appropriation bill because they cover multiple issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're lobbying, especially in uh, the Department of Human Services appropriation, for example, to make sure that um, programs for the poor, programs that Catholic Charities does. Uh, right now we're concerned about some of the programs that Lutheran Social Services did and making sure that those are picked up by mm-hmm. somebody. Mm-hmm. Our job is not necessarily um, about the Catholic schools or Catholic Charities, but to make sure that those that offices of faith can provide services. They have the freedom to provide services to the least among us, and that the least among us aren't forgotten um, in these big budget bills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So well put. Well, Christopher, thank you so much for your time, and thanks for what you and the North Dakota Catholic Conference do. We appreciate it, and as we said before, the website is ndcatholic.org, correct? That's correct. Go on there, and if you're not signed up, signed up for the action alerts, and it's very easy to do. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much, Christopher. We appreciate your time and all you do. Uh, thanks for having me. You betcha. Have a good day, Tim. Yep, that's Christopher Dodson, Executive Director of the North Dakota Catholic Conference, ndcatholic.org. Wow. Well, look at this, Eli. We've come to the end of another show, and we lived. You know, it comes by quick, doesn't it? You get into the show, and then it seems like uh, you turn around, and you're already towards the end. Yeah, they always go fast for me. Hopefully, it's, you know, it's, oh, that's a good sign, right? You know, yeah, so for good. sure. Well, speaking of shows, I guess we probably have another one coming up in the not-too-distant future, huh? We absolutely do. Tomorrow's Real Presence Live, Father Randall Kazel will be your host, coming to you from St. Michael's Church in Pine Island, Minnesota. We'll start off the show with Glenn Gower from Mission Blueprint. He'll talk about becoming a man of God. Then... 
a, a special priest will join us to talk about the Conquer series. You won't want to miss that. Mm. Plus, Deacon Jim Borman of the Diocese of Sioux Falls will talk about forming Catholic leaders in the home and in the church. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. It'll be right here on the Real Presence Radio Network tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Uh, and of course, just wanted to remind folks about the Real Presence Radio store. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, sort of a pop-up store going on right now. You can find that at realpresenceradio.com slash store. Uh, we've got all sorts of cool apparel that you can get with, uh, with RPR branding on it. And 10% of, uh, of the sales will go uh, directly to help support Real Presence Radio. So that's realpresenceradio.com slash store. There's some pretty cool stuff there. So. Yeah, sounds great. And speaking of Real Presence Radio, uh, we are celebrating 20th anniversary, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. So now I need to ask, Eli... You're not, you were probably just a little, just a little child when we started, huh? Well, let's see here. I Maybe you weren't even born yet. Was it, it was 2000, right? I think December yeah. of 2000. Yeah. So I was probably right around a month and a half, two months old. See, so who knew 20 <laughs> years later to be sitting there producing and doing a great job, huh? Well, there you go. <laughs> God is good. Yeah, that's for sure. That's great. And of course, you should mention, I was talking with, uh, with the staff before, uh, there's, there's, they're putting pictures up and everything from, from the past. I'm actually going to send them some pictures of, because of, I've been with, uh, for quite a while, actually, you know, and, uh, and I wasn't one and a half when, when, it, when it started. <laughs> but anyway, so please, please go to our website and check that out. And, and we want to thank you. We want to thank you for all the, uh, you know, all, all the great support you do. Prayers, of course, first, and then your monetary support as well. So, well, anyway, Eli, thanks again for producing. I appreciate it. It's always good walking with you. Still, yeah, my until, pleasure, Tim. Until next time, this is Tim Moser saying, keep a prayer in your heart. You're listening to Real Presence Radio. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.